And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. <laughs> yeah. This one's for you, Teddy. Love your show, Becker. And just to show you, I'm gonna dance to the theme song for a whole hour. <laughs> Let's do this, world. Good the angle right there. Welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Monday, November 1st. We made it. I'm J.E. Skeets, and alongside me, as always, we got Tass Mellis. Hello, everybody. What's up, Tass? We got my tap shot hot boy, Trey Kirby. Hey-o! Hey-o! Hey we got the international man of mystery, taking it to the Max Lielis. Friendos. Mm, mm. My old friend. And last, certainly not least, making the magic happen, it's producer J.D. Hello. There he is. Here we are. Shout out to the stream team for joining us live here on a Monday morning on YouTube. Take a second. Like the video. Subscribe if you haven't. Comment. Share the show. Apologies right from the jump here for my voice. It's a little shot. I sound like that Becker guy. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you sound like. Yeah. Um, Obviously, I I went to the World Series last night. Had a blast Mm. in a loss. But, you know, you know, bing bong, ding dongs, grand salami started in the first uh, inning. Thought the building was going to collapse. Place was going nuts. And I'm a, I, you know, I'm a screamer. I yell a lot at a game. I'm into it. Uh, so, again, Does the I, My I Buddy like Grish, uh, you know, it's over in the first. Does that count in baseball as well when they hit a grand slam? See, like their home, the World Series no, is Atlanta. I mean, Atlanta sports? Are you kidding me? <laughs> no. <laughs> Not kidding all. me. I yeah. felt like it was over. It did? Yeah. <laughs> they got two right back at the top of the second, then got another two quickly after that. Yeah, it was a, it was obviously a close for a bit, but uh, Astros blew it open. I guess they won 9-5 in the end, so we got game six. What do they play, tonight? I mean, they take <laughs> uh, I mean, Tomorrow, I think. Uh, tomorrow, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah they got to drive back to Houston. It's 11 hours from Atlanta. We looked it up. Yeah. Should we make the trek 11-plus hours, go watch game six? The tickets it? are like... You know, half price, less than half price than what they are in Atlanta. Fifty <laughs> percent off in Houston. It'll Only be exciting to actually bucks. have a pitcher who can go more than one inning. Yeah, it'd be nice. Uh, so that'll be pretty cool to see. Yeah, I started warming up my arm last night, Trey. I thought I was going to get in there for a couple of mm. couple innings. We were right by the pen there. Um, but anyway, apologies for this. Sounding a little hoarse. Uh, we got winners and losers of the NBA weekend. We want to hear from you guys too. Drop them in the stream team. Who you got? Leave them in the comments below. Tweet at us at No Dunks Inc. But before we get to all that. We had a wedgie on Friday night. Feels like an eternity ago. Paul George, a little softy. Oh, thank you, Paul. Yeah, very nice. <laughs> Who's more popular now, Paul? Um, <laughs> nice stuff there from uh, Paul George. So up to five. Pretty oh, good. in Portland again? What a shocker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What yeah, are yes. they doing to those rims in Portland? Am I right? It's crazy. Sticking Lamar them hurt, up? Man, he is the wedgie whisperer. It's, I, it's I think I had stuff. a partner as well because, yeah, Lamar heard on the call. Also, Kevin Calabro on the call. And I had some 
Calabro branded <laughs> ricotta cheese this weekend. Danielle put it in a coffee cake, Ooh, and it was mm. delicious. So Interesting. Shout mm. out cake. to you, Kev. <laughs> okay, <Yeah>. great. <laughs> our guy. Up to five. Go to wedgetracker.com to keep up on all the wedgie news. Okay, so let's jump into this, Lily. You're going to get us started here today. Winners of the NBA weekend. Uh, where are you going? Well, I'm starting with the fourth best team in the East. That's the Miami Heat, who had almost a perfect weekend. Two wins, uh, very impressive wins against good teams, too. Uh, firstly, Friday night at home against the Charlotte Hornets. Hornets battled in the fourth here, but Miami had done the heavy lifting in the first half and third quarter, so they were able to withstand Charlotte's push there. Then Miami followed that up on Saturday night with a very dominant victory over the Memphis Grizzlies. This one, honestly... Pretty much over after the first quarter, 16-point lead. The Grizzlies, you know, they shuffled the decks around a little bit there. But I thought we were in for a barn burner too because uh, this was my Saturday night one that I was buckled in for and uh, didn't really become much of a contest. Now, we talked a lot about Miami's defense on Friday and whether or not that would be able to um, sort of stand up, you know, withhold the whole season. But so far... Obviously, yes. I mean, if you miss a shot against the Miami Heat, you just don't get a second chance. Mm -hmm. They lead the league in rebounds. Unsurprisingly from that, they give up the second fewest second chance points, fewest points in the paint. And here's the problem for Miami opponents right now. The Miami Heat will let you shoot threes because the paint is impenetrable, but teams aren't able to really hurt them from deep. That's really... So Miami's saying, shoot threes all you want because you come into the paint, you just won't be able to score. And no one's yet been able to really punish Miami for that strategy. Uh, so scoring against them in any way is just difficult. And look, the Grizzlies, okay, technically they became... Not technically, I mean, they became the first team to break 100, but it doesn't really count when you're playing garbage time for three quarters of the game. You know, Miami blew this one open and their defense really overshadows how good their offense and how effective that has been so far. Lots of contributors. Jimmy Butler leading the way. Tyler Hero as well. We talked about him. Most improved candidate, six-man candidate because he's not just giving them buckets off the bench. 22 points, seven rebounds and five assists yeah. for Tyler Hero right now. Shooting splits are great. Not a surprise. He's a very nice shooter of the basketball. But the re only reason I said they had an almost perfect weekend was because that Bam actually was a late scratch in that game against the Grizzlies. So late, in fact, that Eric Spolstra didn't even really know until just before tip-off that he wasn't going to play. Doesn't sound too serious, which is obviously a great sign for the Miami Heat. Uh, but he was a monster Friday night. He was one rebound short of a beef Adebayo had 26 points and the 19 rebounds. Beef Adebayo sounds delicious. <laughs> <laughs> and he pounded Charlotte um, in the paint there. Uh, Charlotte made, they made more than just a fake run in that sort of fourth quarter. But the last four uh, scores against Charlotte were all just uh, Bam Adebayo dunks or Jimmy Butler sort of in the paint there. And I've talked about the, uh, the Charlotte Hornets, I think they're paper thin inside and they really got exposed for that uh, on Friday night when the game was close. They just couldn't stop Bam in the paint there and Miami took advantage and uh, blew this one out. So the Heat are my winners for the weekend. Yep. Again, only fourth in the East standings, believe it or not, because the Wizards are just so good right now. <laughs> but the uh, Miami Heat have a net rating of plus 17 Ooh. so far to start the season. No, I don't think that's going to hold up. But everything right now, everything they're doing right now, Kyle Lowry, you know, his numbers aren't huge, but just you can just see his uh, his impact and his uh, his leadership on that team. They're deep. Uh, we know they're well coached under Eric Spolstra there. Everything is just really, really good for Miami right now. Uh, and, and again, I think, bam, probably more a precautionary thing than anything else for, for uh, Saturday night's miss. So great weekend for the Heat. Yeah, that, for sure. That doesn't get much better a start than that, than what they've done. 
they've won every single game and they went to overtime in their one loss. They've beat Milwaukee and Brooklyn, the two top dogs in the Eastern Conference, although not right now, as we said. There's a Wizards up there, the Heater up there, teams. Um, yeah, Doubles, uh, yeah, the Knicks. Doubles, we'll, we'll definitely get to them. But yeah, an incredible October. Uh, I guess they just want a little bit more depth because if Bam Adebayo does miss time, that is where uh, they'll really be lacking. But otherwise, ridiculously good start. Yeah. Well, they've got Udonis Haslam. He played his first minutes of the season. <laughs> 19 straight years for Udonis Haslam. But, yeah, they don't have the depth at uh, the center spot, but it's all good because Jimmy Butler 100% is at the MVP table right now. Yep. He might be sticking around for a while. 25 points per game, 5 assists, 7 rebounds. And a lot of players are having trouble getting to the free throw line. Not Jimmy Butler. His has gone down 0.3 attempts per game. Had 11 free throws uh, against the Grizzlies there. The guy just gets in the lane at any time. And now that with a little bit extra space from Kyle Lowry, the Heat are looking good. I didn't think their offense was going to be this good right away, but uh, Lowry seems to be a perfect fit with them. And no surprise, they're going to be playing defense all year long. Yeah, I saw Ghostface Tom Ziller there saying Jimmy Butler early season MVP. I saw Sam Quinn at CBS Sports writing about that. Some and and you know if you want to put some money down, he's like a hell of a long shot. Like still with the odds, like it's crazy what he's at. But Lee, I mean, you could convince yourself the Heat had the best record in the league or top two in the East. You know, if they flirt with sixty wins, let's say, okay, then a case would be made for Jimmy Butler. Like Trey said, the way he's being so aggressive, he's taking a lot of more shots than he usually does. He's of course getting to the line. I think he leads like all guards in terms of free throw attempts per game. It's a lot of big guys ahead of him, but yeah, I could. You know, I could squint and see how you can make a case for Jimmy Butler for MVP if they win a ton of games. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's what it comes down to for a team that didn't win a ton of games last season. If you see that big surge yeah. and you look at just his impact on that team on both ends of the floor, he's going to get most of the credit. But this is where it might actually also count somewhat against him because if you see Tyler Hero, if he continues to average 20 a game off the bench and you see Bam back to his highest level mm -hmm. and then you see Kyle Lauer, it's almost like there's so many other contributors there that, that might just take some of the shine off the impact that Jimmy's having. But uh, you know the Heat are going to be uh, defensively strong the entire mm -hmm. season long. Jimmy will probably miss a few games as well. You know, he likes to uh, maintain that body of his. But look, he got that big fat extension in the offseason as well. And uh, Jimmy likes to go out there and lead the way, working hard, getting his body ready, getting himself ready. And so far, the early results. I mean, that game against Memphis, I was really... I thought this one could be a good battle. Here. Yeah. And it was over... Honestly, it was over in the first two minutes. I mean, yeah. I know, you know, two minutes of the NBA game doesn't mean much, but it just felt... Straight away, the Heat are like, we're locked in, no BAM, don't even give the Grizzlies a chance here. And they never, ever really got uh, to that point where you thought, no, oh, Memphis could make a run here. They just weren't allowed to. Yeah. Miami didn't let them. What'd you do with the rest of your Saturday night then when that happened? Uh, well, I was switching over between that and the Braves. I was watching the Braves. Uh, <laughs> get that 3-1 position, you know? And I was like, oh, this is great. Playoff baseball is fun to watch. I, I, I'm i disappointed I couldn't get a ticket. I know, Skeetsy, you've got some people. You've got some connections there. <laughs> That's right. I tried to work a few of mine. No luck, unfortunately. But uh, playoff baseball, man, it's fun. Like, when the whole crowd is behind someone socking a dinger. Oh, what a great atmosphere. <laughs> I would love to go to a game with you just to hear you say suck a dinger in person. Suck a dinger. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like an insult almost. Why don't you suck a dinger over there? <laughs> All right, so I love that one to get us started here. Miami Heat, uh, big winner of the weekend. Um, Tass, let's go to you next. Where are you going? I'm going to the third place in the Eastern Conference standings, the team that has the same record as the Miami Heat but percentage points or whatever the calculation <laughs> is. Uh, the Chicago Bulls are also 5-1, and one, uh, and they had a really good win against Utah Jazz. 
a nice little bounce back after losing to the New York Knicks on Thursday night. First, let's let's apologize myself. I'll, I'll take it on myself. I want to apologize to DeMar DeRozan. I questioned why he didn't shoot the ball, why he pump faked in that game-winning attempt uh, against the New York Knicks. He slipped. He truly did slip. He slipped seconds earlier as well, and that's why he had to pump fake that right sneaker. A little wet there, uh, so I'm not sure what's going on. Uh, but he bounced back. The previously undefeated Jazz took one to the chin against Chicago Bulls, who I want to know if they can play a little bit like the Miami Heat because they don't have those defensive-minded players like DeMar DeRozan, who bounced back with a nice 32-point night, uh, and you know Zach Levine and, and Vucevic. They aren't your typical gritty-type guys. And they right. won a game against the Utah Jazz where, yeah, DeMar had 32, but their stars really struggled. And I wonder, besides those guys, you know, we know Alex Caruso can come off the bench and, and play great D. But this was a different kind of Bulls win against the Jazz on Saturday night because I think they had a little scrappiness, uh, you know, alongside uh, their, their stars. And aside from Alex Caruso off the bench, they had Tony Bradley, who is, you know, a, a young journeyman. He came from the Utah Jazz in the offseason. He's a big. I didn't think he could move his feet the way he did against his old team. Uh, he only had two points, four rebounds, and two blocks. But some good clips by Darnell Mabry of The Athletic showing him in his number 13 jersey, which is weird. That's Joakim Noah's jersey. Feels weird to see him. But he was moving his feet really well, so he helped out. Uh, Derek Jones Jr. also helped out his longest uh, ten, or longest stretch of minutes this season, 19 minutes. He had three, three boards, three blocks, one steal defensively to go with his four points. And so we'll get to Patrick Williams' injury a little bit later in the show. But those guys, they helped out. And uh, this might be just a... a um, you know, a, a little possibility here for some insurgence of some defensive guys because they won a game where Zach Levine was not himself. Vooch had a horrible shooting night. He was two for 16, although in the last couple minutes, still confident. Hit a couple big shots uh, for the Bulls to pull out against the Utah Jazz team. They only hit five threes to Utah's 11. You're not supposed to win a game like that, but they did. They absolutely did against the Utah Jazz team that was... Uh, undefeated coming in. They sat Mike Conley because they're willing to sacrifice that um, because he's not playing in back-to-backs. They're sacrificing Mike Conley playing every game because they need him in the postseason. That would very much help them. This is a great, great team that they beat, and it was a different kind of win. So I wonder if the Bulls can stay up mm-hmm. in the standings with, you know, currently the Heat, the Wizards, what, the Knicks, you know, when it comes to it, the Nets and the Bucks, they got to play D. And I'm not sure that it was going to uh, last, but they've got some guys that can help out. So uh, that's that's a good sign, I think, for the Chicago Bulls. It doesn't look like it's just an all-offensive uh, arsenal that they got going on. Trey, I was thinking this this morning, you know, looking at those standings, like you guys said, the Bulls 5-1 and one at the top there with the Wiz, Knicks, and the Heat. What, in your mind as a Bulls fan, like what is going to be a successful season? For this squad, like, is it, it, of course, make the playoffs, but oh, the ring, it's a championship ring. There's only one goal in Chicago, Skeets. (laughs) I mean, I know that the Raptors have one championship. Yeah. When you get to six, you want to put more up there. It's been a long time. We got to hang banner number seven. That is the goal. The goal is making the playoffs and the Bulls are a lock for the playoffs. My goal personally would be a top four seed in the Eastern Conference, but getting in top six, I think would actually be. Uh, really awesome. And Tass is right. This was a great win for the Bulls and a different kind of win to be able to bounce back from the Patrick Williams injury, from the Knicks loss. There's no chance Chicago has the mental game necessary uh, to win 
this game last season. They melted down in the fourth quarter so many times, but like having DeRozan and the savviness of DeRozan was huge. He was just torturing Eric Paschal on the second units, hunting him down and getting to the line or getting to his mid-range game. He was really great. And like Tass said, great performances off the bench from Io and Derek Jones Jr. and Tony Bradley. Not a lot of offense, but energy and defense. They got to learn how to win. The Bulls do. You know, they almost blew it against the Raptors. Uh, finally came down to it thanks to some nice shots from DeRozan. Uh, like Tass said, he slipped on the pump fake and airballed it against the Knicks after a very late comeback. And they could have easily blown this game here against the Jazz team that's been really good for the past few seasons. And Shirley was thinking, we can turn it on in the fourth quarter and come back here. So for the Bulls to get some wins early in the season, five wins already when they were projected to win 36, 37 games, looking good, and they're doing it defensively. Mm-hmm. It's been pretty cool uh, to see. And yeah, I don't know. The Vooch thing is hilarious. The guy was terrible for 47 minutes and then hit two monster shots. So this is just what it's going to be. He's uh, the Chicago Bulls Ferris wheel right now. <laughs> sometimes he's up, sometimes he's down. You don't want to be on the downswing, but when it's on the upswing, it's pretty nice. Uh, the stream team loving the shirt there too, TK. Show that off. Show that for the people. Go back to him, GD. Look at that. Sky Town, baby. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Just came in the mail. Very Just nice. came in the mail. Looks like a nice fit. Uh, it's a little long. A little oh. long. Uh, I haven't washed it yet. I'm hoping it'll shrink up. And honestly, the, like the shoulders for me are a little, <laughs> a little uh, boxed look, yeah. up. But yeah. I don't know. I feel like if you get a championship shirt, it has to be humongous because you have to like wear it over a tank top or something like that. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> whenever, whenever we would get merchandise in Australia in the 80s from the NBA, it was always like the triple XL stuff. It's like... <laughs> I mean, I'm a 12-year-old kid weighing about 50 pounds, and I'm like, what the hell is this? That's the only stuff we seem to be able to get. So good to see things haven't really changed all that much. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Okay. Uh, Trey, winner of the weekend. I mean, Tass scooped you there with the Bulls. We know they're back, but who, who else you got? Well, honestly, that's how I knew the Bulls are back. I made a commitment to myself. I'm like, I'm talking about the Bulls as a normal team, just like any other team out there. And then I show up on Monday and they're winners and losers. These guys must seriously (laughs) back right here. My winner of the weekend, however, the Denver Nuggets. Last time we talked about the Nuggets was their game against the Jazz last week. Jokic was balling in that one. 24 points in 15 minutes against Rudy Gobert, but he had to leave early because they banged knees on Friday. He was back without missing a game. Last minute okay to play on Friday against the Mavs, led the Denver Nuggets to an easy victory. The line wasn't crazy, 11 points, 16 rebounds, and 8 assists in 25 minutes because Denver blew out Dallas, won by 31, held the Mavs under 30% shooting. We'll get to that later, but the biggest highlight from Jokic in this one, straight up leadership. You ever heard of it? Million teams, Jeff Green said... Jokic coming back and playing right away shows we can't sit out for no bruised toe or anything. In fact, Jokic got hit in the nose in this one. He came back and played. We also had a bull bull sighting. He matched up with big Moses Brown, a couple of cool bodies out there. Got a nice bull bull alley-oop. Of course, people are saying he should play more. We shall see. Good stuff for the Nugs. Better win, though, was on Saturday against the Timberwolves. Denver got to Minnesota early Saturday morning, like 4 in the morning, they said, after the win in Denver. Trailed heading into the fourth quarter, but then really turned the defense up. Uh, The Nuggets held Minnesota to 18 in the fourth. Will Barton made a game-saving block on Malik Beasley, a three-on-one for the Timberwolves after a Jokic turnover. Pretty nice steal by Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, Beasley pushes up. 
Will Barton makes the block. I don't know how he kept it in bounds. Somehow saves it right to Anthony Edwards, who has a tough shot over Jokic contest. Uh, and he misses a nice gritty win for the Nuggets. And Jokic was MVP caliber Jokic in this one. 26 points, 19 rebounds, and 7 assists. And I actually really liked what Bones Highland gave the Nuggets in this one. 8 points, 3 assists, 2 three-pointers. He's got a knack for playing off Jokic. He was playing some big fourth quarter minutes, playing defense. And they need to get a little something from random perimeter guys like a Bones Highland while Michael Porter Jr. figures things out because he still has not been good to start the season. But Aaron Gordon's been playing all right. Bones Highland gave him a little bit of juice there uh, against the Timberwolves. Mike Malone afterwards said, good teams find a way to win. Friday night, it was a blowout. Saturday night, a grinded out slugfest. You got to be able to win both ways. The Nuggets are doing it so far. Four and two with the second best defense in the league and the 25th offense in the league. Not what you would expect from the Nuggets, though it does feel like every year they get up to a really good defensive start. They're always in the top 10 at the beginning of the season in defense. Maybe it evens out as time goes on. Theoretically, their offense will get better too, but with Jokic playing the way he is, he looks like he hasn't missed a step uh, since his MVP season last year. If he's this good, the Nuggets are still going to be tough. Yeah, I do like that a guy named Bones on Halloween weekend is playing well and getting a little love here on No Dunks. Yeah, uh, we'll see if he can keep it up in November. Yeah, you know? yeah. No, but it's it's, it's nice. It, it works well. Uh, anything to add there with the Nuggets, Lee? I thought you were going to jump in. Well, just about the Michael Porter Jr. Really yeah. struggling to shoot the ball right now. He's one of his last 12, I think, from downtown. Forty. Uh, he's 10 for 40 on the season. Um, weird to see. I, I, I was expecting a, a lot more out of him this season. I thought he got the big contract as well in the offseason. We know he can shoot and score, but uh, just clunking them right now. But I don't think it's going to be a, a long-term problem because his shooting mechanics are just so pure, uh, and it's it's hard to defend him as well. So I think they will come back, but, man, he's just uh, throwing up some bricks right now. And the usual problem with Michael Porter Jr. is outside of the shooting and scoring, you sometimes wonder what else he's actually doing on the floor there. Uh, he grabbed 12 rebounds, fine, but, you know, is he actually sort of trying to do other things to get himself going? That's a bit of a concern for me that he sort of wanders around a bit where he doesn't just go inside and force himself to get to the line, get some baskets in, in the paint or something. Instead, he's like, he's just going to shoot his way out of his slump here. But uh, he'll be fine. I just, you know, players go through this, uh, but definitely he's, uh, he's struggling right now. Well, Lee, Ziggy mm. in the stream team says uh, maybe it's a new ball. I mean, I think he's sort of joking, but... Yeah, I mean, technically, though, I think it was Tim Reynolds saying that the, the new ball, the only difference is it says Wilson yeah. instead of Spalding. Everything else is exactly the right. same. So, True. you know, I mean, I guess it's possible, but... Uh, Unlikely. Unlikely. Don't think he's so. He's just no. in a slump here. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I, think he, I think he benefits from uh, Jamal Murray running around uh, Nikola Jokic. I think he misses Jamal Murray because now he's the number one focus. I know Jokic is their scorer and their, their best player, obviously, but... Porter Jr. is the guy that defenses can focus on to try and take away because, you know, Jokic is trying to get everybody involved. I think I think that hurts. It also hurts ever since that TMZ said Michael Porter Jr., one of the biggest stars in basketball, isn't <laughs> vaccinated uh, in September. Things just aren't going right. I mean, that's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure. But Jokic obviously alleviates pressure. Talked about Jimmy Butler in the MVP uh, conversation. Nikola Jokic, this is his case right now without yeah. Jamal Murray. If you're up at third in the standings, they got a big one that we'll get to in pick and payoff uh, against the Memphis Grizzlies tonight. That seems like a, a showdown. But, you know, the Grizzlies are a solid team this year. There's so many solid teams in the West, but um, 
Jokic and Bones Highland, who I think uh, it wasn't they're talking about the preseason. That guy was balling in the preseason. I think he can continue to score. Um, number one, great to have a guy named Bones. But number two, a backcourt player that can shoot for the uh, Nuggets. I think they'll try him out. They'll, they'll give him more minutes than Bull Bull will get. Uh, I think Bones Highland is, uh, is legitimate. I, watching him, yeah, why, why the heck not? Why wouldn't you play him? Yeah, shout out to Brent Barry. Talking all these bones here. Shout out to uh, Brent. Yeah, uh, I got a few mini winners here. We can fly through them. RJ Barrett, winner of the weekend. Good old Canadian kid. Career high, 35 points versus the Pelicans on Saturday. He was great all game. Shot 12 of 18. Hit a bunch of threes. And he actually, like, single-handedly held off the Pelicans' late charge in the final two minutes. He was clutch. Knicks improved to 5-1. and one. But this is hugely, I mean... We've talked about Randall. He has not been, like, all-NBA Randall. He's contributing. He's helping them win a lot of games. But I think this is such a great progression here for the Knicks. Like, he should be, R.J. Barrett, their best scorer. I I think we could agree on that. I think, like, you know, of course, being so much younger than Randall, this is awesome for him to pop off like this. And, again, to make these clutch plays. And he was just scoring, but he had a beautiful couple assists to uh, Tosh Mm -hmm. Gibson, like a little wraparound. But, holy crap, Pelicans defense, like, make him go right. What like defense? he went left every single time. He's left-handed. It was like le- layup after layup, or like a little wraparound pass. But he was awesome, Lee. If you have anything to add, to yeah, the, I just RJ just Barrett. that his game has definitely grown. Even though the numbers are ba- about where they were last season, his just his impact, his confidence, his uh, his ability to sort of get to his spot and and shoot and hit those threes, I think is huge for the Knicks because you're right, you know, Randall was last season sort of their only real star, but now they've got other guys who can hurt you and Mm -hmm. uh, that's just huge for the Knicks. This was actually a pretty good game. I thought this one could have been a bit of a uh, blowout for the Knicks, but Pelicans battled and it was RJ Barrett making some real good plays there uh, late that sort of uh, sealed the victory. So good stuff for the Knicks. Okay. I also got a winner of the weekend from a young guy to an old guy, Mello, Carmelo Anthony, man. This guy's on fire right now. This is unbelievable. He's like the perfect offensive complement to LeBron and AD and Russ, really. Melo scored 47 points over the weekend. He hit 11 threes. He's shooting 65% from the field over this weekend, and he's a plus 17 in his minutes, so good things are happening. They beat the Cavs and the Rockets, Lakers did. They're above 500 again, but like, Tass, this is wild. Like, I don't know. LeBron gave him some of his, like, uh, secret juice or something, whatever he's got there, uh... Maybe he's sleeping in some sort of weird chamber like LeBron does. Like, Melo, like this resurgence. This is like the best like little stretch here he's played in, in, in a while. I know he had some like hot moments for the Blazers too, but he is on fire as like, like just basically this stretch four. This guy is loving life. He gets to sign with the Lakers and just come out and shoot whenever he wants, and he is absolutely ready to fire. They've played seven games. He's fired away eight threes in four of them. Mm. and he can shoot two-point shots. He can shoot whatever he wants in that offense. He's getting plenty of looks, plenty of minutes, played at least 24 to 25 in each game. And, yeah, three 20-point nights so far, 28 to 24, 23. He's got the green light. And you could see in the postseason, once they get the trio of Anthony Davis, LeBron, and Westbrook moving a bit together – Mellow just standing there and being Olympic Mellow. He's yeah. he's perfected it. It took him a while in the NBA to, to find it, but it's it's there. And yeah, it's I know it was it was it was it was rough sailing there for a bit. OKC Mellow, Houston Mellow, uh, but he's back. This is year eighteen for him, and yeah, uh, yeah, he's obviously in great. He's obviously found that as well. The, the 
that that must be hard for some players to to develop. Yeah, whatever it's LeBron's juice or whatever he's got, but that routine of just uh, being ready um, every single night in a different kind of way and, and greasing up the elbows and the knees because Melo ain't young anymore, but. He comes out there off the bench, and he's not cold every time. He can just fire. He's on fire right now. Yeah, it is wild. And they they needed a lot of these points and these victories too. They weren't blowing out these teams, even if they're uh, you know not some of the best talent they've played. Uh, also, we you know how you can tell that Carmelo Anthony is old is because in this game against the Rockets, he was guarded by Kenyon Martin Jr. for <laughs> a long time. He played with Kenyon Martin mm. 17 years ago. Wow. And then he was just lighting up his son. You call him a small ball four. The guy might be a small ball five now. Yeah. Skeets, four blocks for Melo. And DeAndre Jordan didn't get the start for the Lakers yesterday. That's right. Uh, that one week of worrying about the Lakers. That was fun times. Yeah, Great it times. Blast. It was blast. They're back. They're over 500. <laughs> uh, also, winner of the weekend. Let's show some love to the Washington Wizards, Lily. Oh, boy. They only played one game. It took 10 extra minutes. But they beat the Celtics uh, in double overtime there. They've won three in a row. They're 5-1, and one, as we said. Top of the Eastern Conference with a bunch of other teams. Best start since 05 06. Was that Gilbert Arenas days? Yeah. Uh, you know, without looking, that's got to be right. Um, mm-hmm. But it's how they're winning these games, too. It, it's, it's not Beal going for 40, it's everybody contributing. Kuzma went for 17 and 17 <laughs> in Saturday's win. <laughs> uh, you know, he's flirting with beef there. Dinwiddie couldn't hit a three in that one, but he chipped in 20. Bertans was a positive off the bench, which you haven't been able to say a whole lot over the last couple of years. And Montrez Harrell, this guy is like a fan favorite already. Like this guy, every he does anything he does, he's like up into the crowd, he's high-fiving everybody, and he's played well. He's averaging 19 and 10 on the season, shooting over 60%, and he went for 20 and 14 in that, in that win in double overtime. So got to show the Zards some love here because I know people <laughs> were getting upset we weren't talking about him, Lee. Yeah, and <laughs> all eight win. people that are Zards fans. Zards. Yeah. The Celtics two for 26 from downtown in that game. In a double overtime game. I mean, when was the last time a team shot two, three, or made two three-pointers in a game? Probably feels like it was like 100 years ago. But uh, Yeah, it was their worst shooting night in seven years. They had a really bad one with a a Rondo-Jeff Green lineup in 2014. Jay King wrote about it, but their starting lineup didn't hit a three. Wow. Yeah, on Saturday, yeah. And... um, and uh, Kuzma there hit a huge three late that was like one of those no, 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 great yep. shot. Uh, and, and yeah, the Wizards came back from six points down in overtime, yep. which, you know, that's that's a pretty big comeback in overtime. The Celtics looked like they'd sort of regained control there but weren't able to do it. So good on you, Zards. I may have been wrong. I didn't think the Zards were going to be any uh, anything special, but they've just got vets. That's all they have. You know, they, they don't have that star. I mean, Beal, I guess, is, is their all-star. But what? Um, You love Bradley Beal. Oh, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I sort of... I sort of did overlook him because of the start he's had so far this season. Yeah. But again, it's it's great if he's not playing all that well and they are in the position they're in. So uh, they're kind of fun to watch too. Yeah. You know? They're like, oh, this is interesting. I don't mind watching the Zards right now. Uh, I like that we're calling them the Zards. Uh, <laughs> they're back, I guess. Yeah, I, guess so. uh, I don't know. There's always one team that you kind of overlook. And I always feel like it's the Indiana Pacers. That's the team that just comes in and they're like, they have 10 guys who are good. You're like, here's 10 players who could play for any NBA team. That's the Wizards right now. They actually have a rotation now, so they're not pulling out a Garrison Matthews uh, to start some games. So they have depth and... Throwing out 10 NBA players is a lot better than throwing out four NBA players and cobbling together what else you can find. Having legitimate guys from the Westbrook trade, turning one into four was huge for Washington. Yeah, no, great start to their season. Tass, you got any uh, other winners you want to throw in here before we take our first break? 
Well, number one pick for the Detroit Pistons, Cade Cunningham, made his debut. So huge win for the Pistons there. 40 years to the day that Isaiah Thomas made his debut for the Detroit Pistons. Number two pick, number one pick. Cade didn't have a great night, but they got a victory. Their first victory, they beat the Orlando Magic. So good on the Pistons. They got a W. Uh, I, I wanted to point this one out. This is a... A crazy little stat to me. There's specialized players. Skeets you into a baseball game where where <laughs> faceless relievers, as Jason Stark is calling them, come in and pitch like eight innings a game. Who is this Minter man? You know that that and it's sort of happening with the Golden State Warriors. Okay. Gary Payton the second, highly specialized warrior. He plays six minutes per game, but uh, he's made a couple threes, but really he comes in for defensive possessions. That's all he did. On Saturday with seven seconds left in the third quarter, and the Thunder are going to inbound, Kerr puts Peyton in for the final defensive possession. It was the first time he played all game. Six seconds later, he rips the ball away from Shea Gilgis Alexander. It's actually the third time this season Kerr has inserted Peyton for the final defensive possession of the quarter. All three pose- all three occasions, Peyton generated a steal. Wow. It's uh, wild. Uh, it's, it's a pretty crazy streak from Anthony, Anthony Slater pointing that out. Also, a quick winner, as uh, Gustavo Vega pointed out in the stream team here, all of our YouTube subscribers, because we put up a video on the weekend of us jiving to the Becker theme song for seven minutes and 41. No, we weren't dancing to Becker. We were dancing to the NBA uh, Oh, yeah, song. the NBA theme. Inside that's the NBA, right. yeah. We were dressed as... Uh, <laughs> That man who was dancing to Becker. That's, yeah, that's right. oops, that's my bad. Uh, I, you don't need to. You don't need to listen to the music. No, I, I just watch it for seven minutes and forty-one consecutive seconds, where we're moving and grooving. So if you're a YouTube subscriber to No Dunks, you can watch that if you're in the mood. I, I saw some great comments. Like I had yeah. a fifteen-minute break at work. I spent eight minutes watching this. No regrets. Yeah, uh, so. Uh, Go check yeah. that out. It's up on our YouTube page if you haven't watched it already. Uh, I don't know. I can't decide who steals the show between Trey and Tass in this video. I, but people Trey say has, Trey. Well, Trey, Trey, all Trey the has like some hilarious moments. Like the zipper moment is a <laughs> The zipper moment's good. Yeah. But I can't take my eyes <laughs> off of moment. Tass in this. It's like, I think you are actually, uh, and we showed it in the cold open, like you are taking on the Becker guy more <laughs> yeah, than anybody yeah, yeah. else in the video. I, I, I'm i a weirdo, yeah. I'm, I laugh just watching you in this thing. And, and Lee, you got a David Brent early in it. Uh, I think you I think you fade pretty quick in this one, Lee. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, you... Once, once I've done my David Brent moves, I don't have a whole lot left. Yeah. A few moonwalks here and there, but... Yep. It's also yeah. pre-bar days, I think, for you, Lee. Maybe. <laughs> what year was it? You look a little gassed. It's 15. At the it's end. 2015. I think oh. I was. Yeah, that was like the beginning of the bar days, right for the, sure. Yeah. yeah, that was Actually, October. Uh, when was it? it was the beginning of the season? I think it was the first. Was it the yeah. first night? It may have been. It was the first. So. It was a first doubleheader. It mm. was the the TNT overtime watch party. I think. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It was on the app. And we were like, what should we do for halftime? Because the whole thing is basically a <laughs> halftime show. And that bo- that Becker thing was just setting the office on fire. So we had to go. We had to do that. And uh, 
I'm so glad we did. It oh. was uh, a feather in our cap, I think, at uh, at uh, Turner Sports, and they kept us on for another four years after yeah. that. That's my amazing. favorite. My favorite comments under the video on YouTube is like, "Oh, no wonder you guys didn't get re-signed." It's like yeah. uh, we actually did get re-signed after that, and then three years later didn't re-sign. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we stopped dancing in our jackets. If we yeah. should have brought them back, as Ignatius said, the jacket sounds steal the yeah. show. Mm. You can't oh, yeah. deny it. There's a lot of swishing going on. <laughs> with our bikes on. Yeah. I like I like the commitment to the bit. We didn't talk a lot in it. Like no. there's like there's literally like three words said in the entire thing. I say jackets were a bad idea early. Lee says David Brett at one point, and then like there's like nothing else. Like it's just dance. <laughs> just dancing. <laughs> I, I like that someone in the comments, JD said like because the title says, like, we dance to this for eight minutes, basically. But somebody thought we would just loop, like, 30 seconds over oh, and yeah. over. Like, no. <laughs> no. No, no. We danced a lot to that, uh, yeah, inside the NBA theme song. The extended version. <laughs> there was parts <laughs> of that song we didn't know existed. Yeah, that song has a bridge. Who yeah. knew? <laughs> Who knew? That was great. So go check that out if you have it. Uh, it'll probably put a smile on your face at the very least. You'll be very confused, but uh, hopefully you'll uh, get a laugh out of that. Okay, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, though, we'll get to Losers of the NBA Weekend. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You should wear bowling shoes at the very least. It's a good idea. Yeah, that looks look good, sort of cool. Are yeah. you uh, are you in the wedding party? I don't think so. Oh. <laughs> I haven't been asked, but oh, okay. now, Ryan, talk, <laughs> now Ryan's going to send me a message as soon as yeah, he hears this. Geez. Geez. Maybe maybe there's no wedding party. Maybe it's a modern modern wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Love that show. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's get to uh, losers of the NBA weekend. Let's hear from you guys. Drop them in the stream team. Drop them in the comments below the vid. Tweet at us at no dunk sink. Um, we had the Bulls as a winner. But unfortunately, the Bulls maybe are a loser of the weekend, too, because they lost one of their young star players. Bulls forward Patrick Williams undergoing surgery to repair a torn ligaments in his left wrist. Expected, expected to miss the rest of the regular season. Now, he... He tumbled out of the air on like a flagrant foul there by Mitchell Robinson on Thursday night, landed on his left wrist, dislocated it, and now has to go undergo surgery, which really sucks. So the question will go to you, Trey, here, being a Bulls fan. You know, what does this injury, what does it mean to the Bulls? Um, you know, does it really, really hurt their chances to to win that seventh ring? <laughs> yes. Uh, to me, this is just a huge bummer because it came after Patrick Williams' like best eight minutes of the season to start the year. He's looked really unsure, really passive. There have been a lot of changes for the Bulls this year, so it seems to me that Patrick Williams hasn't really found his spot. But the final six minutes of the first half against the Knicks, hit a couple of jumpers, grabbed a couple of rebounds, just looked aggressive, and he came out in the third quarter, like you're saying, Skeets, tried to cram it on Mitchell Robinson, mm -hmm. finally flashing the athleticism we heard so much about during draft day. This would have been the best dunk 
of Patrick Williams' young career. Instead, it's turning into a lost season. As for the Bulls, I think this hurts their ceiling more than I think it hurts their floor. They're still going to have their four stars in the starting lineup with Levine, DeRozan, Lonzo, and Vucevic. Alex Caruso has been in the closing lineup yep. for the most part. And I mean, sometimes it's been Patrick Williams, depending on personnel, but I assume it'll just be Caruso. Now the problem for the Bulls, though, they have basically no size on the wing. Javante Green stepped into the starting lineup for Patrick Williams. He's been good so far to start the year. Great energy, great defense. I don't think he's going to be very consistent offensively. Maybe throw down a couple of dunks during the games, but I don't rely on him for outside shooting. Same with Derek Jones Jr. And the other problem with those two guys, they're both very skinny, which I think is going to show up for the Bulls because uh, they just don't have any thick guys out there who can guard a big wing. That being said, the idea of Patrick Williams has been more interesting than Patrick Williams has been so far. Mm -hmm. He's got a big, strong body. He's got playmaking and shooting potential, which hasn't totally translated but he was the Bulls' best chance at like, making a huge leap this season. And the other problem is it's going to be tough for the Bulls to replace him because they've already traded a bunch of picks. They're still under investigation for the Lonzo Ball tampering. And their two biggest trade assets are Patrick Williams and Kobe White, both of whom are injured right now, which doesn't help with the trade value. Karnishavis has done what he can at every single chance that he's had so far since taking over, but... There's just not a lot of moves to be made right now. Yeah. Unfortunately, anything to add to the Patrick Williams injury there? Not really. I mean, the Bulls can weather this storm. I mean, uh, yes, you would like to see him out there, but they've got so many other players who are contributing, and he really wasn't having a huge impact on the team to this point. Uh, you would love to see a young guy with potential out there play a little bit more, but of all their sort of rotation players, I guess he's the one that they can afford to lose. I think he's the most replaceable, but uh, super bummer for him because uh, he is he has got that exciting hype about him and we won't get to see it for the rest of you know this season if uh, yeah. if that prognosis holds. Yeah. All right, Tass, loser of the weekend. Where are you going? Well, let's stick with uh, an injury that kind of worries me, the Dallas Mavericks. Now, they're 4-2. and two. Things are okay in Dallas, although they had that 75-point outing, trade pointed out against the... Uh, Denver Nuggets on Friday. That was not pretty, but they bounced back on Sunday. They took care of Sacramento. They moved the rock in that game. And uh, for guys to really help out Luka Doncic, guys uh, on that team need a lot of passing to happen because there's not a lot of on-ball creators on that team. You had Luka Doncic hitting a true logo shot in that game. That was ridiculous. He only hit one three, and it was from the horse, uh, the the actual horse. Sometimes there's these, I call it a true logo shot. Sometimes there's fake logo shots. Uh, sometimes the logo is so big that you can step on the, uh, the just the, you know, the tip of it and call it a logo shot. This was right in the horse's mouth. This was uh, deep into the horse. That was a huge, huge three. But Kristaps Porzingis, as we've talked about, he's he's been out with an injury. And your man, Skeets, Maxi Kleba, who you brought up maybe yep. is a a better player than Chris Porzingis, period. He's been playing really well, but he only made his first start against the Kings on Sunday. The German Wunderbar. It's the only uh, Wunderbar I saw on Sunday. No Wunderbar treats around here in Atlanta. Uh-uh. They ain't happening down here. Nobody cares about them. It's like it's a Commonwealth chocolate. Nobody gives a crap about them in the U.S. Anyways, those what are, are good. What are you saying? The Wunderbar. <laughs> The Wonderbar. Yeah, <laughs> See, you don't even know what it is. Well, I don't Trade. Think anybody ever says it like that. But you're yes. a Halloween aficionado. Wonderbar. <laughs> yeah. Wonderbar. You're a Halloween aficionado, but they don't do it down here, right, Trey? Uh, I haven't seen any in any of the pumpkins we got upstairs this That's what I'm year. Saying. 
all Reese's Peanut Butter Cups and Kit Kats, which I'm not complaining about, no. but I'm saying the variety, not as much variety. I these agree days. with that. Yes. There's like four chocolate bars now. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. You know, every NBA team wants to play the same, shooting layups and threes. Kit Kats and Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the layups and threes of Halloween candy. So <laughs> yeah. you want to be efficient out there. You don't want to be the house giving out almond joys that's only for the dads out there yeah that's a good point yeah it has been a little bit more mainstream maybe they're stuck on the on at the ports in the cargo ships the the snickers are listen we got we actually had a good variety at our house but let's let's not go down that road anyway uh maxi kleba got his first start and he looked great out there but he left the game with back tightness now luka Doncic makes everybody better and the Mavs will find a way with Dorian Finney-Smith and all the guys that they have because that's how good Luka is. But if Maxi Kleba is out for an extended period of time, Kristaps Porzingis is still out, and who knows when he comes back if he has to leave. Their big offseason acquisition, Reggie Bullock, hasn't found his way. He's coming off the bench, and he hasn't been able to shoot. That's his his main job out there. But they're still 4-2. and two. Uh, And I'll ask this to you guys. Do you think Frank Nilakina is good? Um, because he <laughs> he is playing for them, and he's maybe again in theory he is uh, the perfect guy to put it with Luka Doncic. He plays D, the old number eight pick for the Knicks, uh, and he got uh, some minutes this weekend against the Spurs on Thursday, and then it rolled into this weekend, and he had a nice game against the Kings: twelve points, three boards, two assists, one steal, and twenty-one minutes of action. Four six from the field, two threes. He hit both his free throws. Why am I saying that? Because anything Frank Nielakina does is noteworthy. He's five of twelve on threes so far this season. I don't know if this is the Frank Nielakina renaissance, but it would be perfect for the Mavs because they are absolutely always looking for a star. And sometimes you got to think. You look out on the, at that team and you think, who's their second best player? Is it Tim Hardaway? It can be Maxi Kleba. Mm-hmm. Uh, can be Jalen Brunson. Yeah, he's played well for them for sure. Uh, but uh, if the if the injuries start happening to this team in the Western Conference, I, I do worry. You know, he's Luca can do everything, but I start to worry about how how they're going to keep this boat afloat. Right. Uh, I think that's a fair question. It's weird that they're four and two. Yeah. <laughs> they feel like they're one and five. Uh, yeah. It's just like the vibe around the team. I mean, they got hammered by you know some of the better teams. They've taken care of business when it comes to some of the bad teams they played. But yeah, it's it's strange that they're doing all right record wisely. But you know, we're all concerned about them. I guess. Yeah, Frank Neil Keener has found money rather than money in the bank at this point um, because it's kind of like, oh, he didn't really work out in New York. We'll take a flyer on him. And now he's sort of been thrust into the lineup. And yeah, he had a decent game against the Kings. How good is he? Like, what, what is his ceiling? I mean, can he be reliable and consistent off the bench? We just haven't seen enough of it throughout his career to believe in that right now. We know he was hyped up when he came over from France and the Knicks drafted him. It just didn't work out. He's in a situation where this this circumstance should suit him, whereas he can come out and score and shoot and have the ball in your hands when you're playing with that second unit. So we'll find out. But I just, you know, you need to see a more, uh, a bigger sample size than a couple of games to see if there's anything really that the Mavs can rely on. But yeah, I, I think they're, um, you know, they got, they played what, the Rockets, they beat the Rockets. I know they beat the Raptors as well and a bit of a stinker there for the Raptors. But yeah. uh 
Yeah, they beat I the Spurs that, too. Yeah, yeah, they did. That was a good things. win. That was yep. a good win against the Spurs. But um, I sort of feel that the workload is going to catch up to Luca at some point. He right. even said he was two for six from the free throw line yesterday, one for seven from downtown. He's like, I don't know why I can shoot better from further out. So maybe he has to start shooting every three from the uh, from the logo there, but mm, um, from the horse's mouth. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> okay. All right. So the Mavs, uh, yeah, slipping in there as a, as a loser of the weekend, despite beating the Kings. Um, we got a good one here. I'm just going to throw it in from the stream team from Ronald. If no one has mentioned it, I love Formula One, but the drivers are terrible hoopers and they get my vote for weekend losers. The video of the F1 free throw contest is up on their YouTube uh, and it's rough. Trey, uh, we were wondering where this footage was. We, we talked about it on No Breaks that they were doing this and now it's there. And uh, yeah, it's turns out F1 drivers are not the greatest free throw shooters. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, losers of the weekend goes to Formula One for waiting until after we recorded our podcast yeah. to drop this video on YouTube. Uh, hook us up on Wednesday, not on Saturday. Yeah. Well, why does it take that long for that to go up there, too? That's the uh, weird part. They were like, yeah, should we, should they got a break. They're trying to stretch it out. They're trying uh, to pull a no dunks. They're like, we got a week off here. Let's drop some content so it looks like we're still around. Yeah, okay. Ziggy says they're loopers, not hoopers. Nice <laughs> <laughs> one, Ziggy. That's not bad. Uh, okay, so Trey, who you got for a loser of the weekend? Uh, last week we had a question. Who's had a more disappointing start, the Raptors or the Pacers? Since then, the Raptors beat the Pacers twice and haven't lost, and the Pacers haven't won a game. They're now 1-6, tied for worst in the Eastern Conference. They lost to the Nets and Raptors this weekend. And it's feeling a little bit like Groundhog's Day, oh, a different holiday than Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, feels like Groundhog's Day because the Pacers are losing games this season the same way they were losing games last season. They got beat on the glass in both of these games uh, over the weekend. And they're also super banged up, just like they were last season. Karis LeVert finally came back on Saturday, but now Malcolm Brogdon has been out for the past two games while TJ Warren is still missing time with his foot. Rick Carlisle keeps saying, we're playing hard. We just need to be better because the margins are so slim right now. And that's exactly right. They're basically a middle of the pack team in everything, but they don't shoot free throws and they don't rebound. And over time, that adds up and becomes a problem. And honestly, if you're starting two seven-footers, you should shoot more free throws and grab more rebounds. Mm -hmm. The East has improved, and I don't think the Pist or the Pacers didn't. They're down at the bottom of the standings right now with the Magic and the Pistons. I don't think that they will finish there, but right now it feels like a play-in tournament is kind of the ceiling for the Pacers. Yeah, this is a rough start lately for, for Indiana. It, it, it's got to... Got to make you think if we're going to get a trade from this Pacers team. Maybe a Turner or a Sabonis and, and finally move on from that if it continues to go this way. Yeah, I mean, I think those two are the most valuable assets they've got. I, I think it's probably Miles Turner if you are going to trade because he can spread the floor a little bit. He can test shots. Can test shots. I think if you're the Pacers, you look at Sabonis and it's like, He's a two-time All-Star. We'll, we'll keep him around. But uh, Trey mentions the injuries there. Certainly, there's no question they have an impact. But uh, even when those guys come back, you just wonder how good this team is. That was actually a fun game on Saturday night there uh, in Indiana. Uh, Scotty Barnes, wow. Yeah. 21 and 12 again, man. I mean, this is an incredible rookie class, what we've seen so far. He is holding his own. Uh, but it was kind of uh, tough listening to Matt Devlin on the call there. He was uh, he was struggling a little 
bit on yeah. Saturday night. He, he had the fisherman's friend and uh, I think he had uh, some <laughs> ginger tea or something as well there. So, uh, uh, best uh, best wishes to Matt. He might be on the uh, on the DL there for a game or two because it was gradually just getting worse and worse throughout the game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we could have had Scotty Barnes as a winner of the weekend, though he, then he hurt his thumb. And uh, I think mm. he's going to miss tonight's game uh, is what I saw here before jumping on. But he, he's played great. I think NBA.com still had uh, Duarte atop their rookie rankings, which was a little suspect to me, the way Scotty played Tass. But uh, with the Pacers, you know, Rick Carla there, are you worried about them at all? Could you see them making a, a drastic move here and trying to trade for somebody um, or just try and get the guys back and rate the ship? Yeah, I think uh, Rick Carlisle's teams would take a little bit of time to start. I don't, I don't think they should uh, bring back Raptors assistant Nate Bjorkren quite yet. No. I think everything is, uh, I, I, I would give it a little bit of time. I, I don't think there's anything to get too worried about. I do worry about Malcolm Brogdon's injury history is a little bit concerning. I love me some some Malcolm Brogdon, but uh, the fact that he's out again, yeah, Karis Levert comes back, which is, which is a good sign. But uh, yes, I, I mean, the ball handling is, although, although as Trey said, you know, 10 guys deep, no doubt. Uh, the ball handling is a little bit light uh, there with the the Pacers, especially if Malcolm Brogdon is out. And I, I do know that um, Scotty Barnes is the better rookie than Chris Duarte. I know that no matter what the rookie rankings say. But I'm trying to be like Trey with the Chicago Bulls as far as my Scotty Barnes goes because I, I can't just be exuberant about him every time he does something good. Then we wouldn't have a... A basketball show here we'd have a scotty barnes show right. and he that guy is phenomenal and there's been a lot of comments well this is just a raptors cast now because scotty barnes is good <laughs> the guy is good he's so good he's fun to watch unlike this indiana pacers team it just seems it's the same obviously same thing with them every year a lot of good players need a need a star so that's why i was very excited about the possibility of that rumor that malcolm brogdon would be flipped uh, for Ben Simmons in a package. I thought it would work out for both teams, but that ain't happening since Malcolm Brogdon signed an extension uh, this uh, this preseason. And because he signed an extension, he can't be dealt. And that worries me for the Pacers. If he's going to get injured every year, what's going on yeah. with Malcolm Brogdon? Trey. I mean, excuse me, where did you? Lee. <laughs> Pacers yeah. for me. Yeah, okay. Loser <laughs> of the weekend, Lee. Who you got? What a weird-ass weekend it was for Kevin Durant. Uh he was ejected once and by the letter of the law should have been ejected twice on Friday night, about four minutes to go in the third quarter, coming down, gets the sort of take foul and he just chucks the ball deep into the crowd, just heaves it into the crowd, gets assessed the technical, but by the letter of the law, throwing the ball into the crowd is an ejection. So he should have been ejected. Now it's a harsh one for sure. It's 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 a harsh rule that, you know, it goes in there like that. But it is dangerous to fling the ball in there like that. He said he was aiming for the backboard. Okay, okay, you can kind of uh, let him off with that one. But then last night against the Pistons, he basically comes down and Kelly Olenek sets a screen. And in, the, in, in real time, it was like, oh, it didn't look too much. But in the replay, in the slow-mo, Kevin Rand just whacks him in the sort of jaw and then shoves Kelly Olenek and I think rightfully gets assessed a, t- a flagrant two and gets thrown out of that game. And uh, he kind of had that look on his face of like, ah, oh, that, you know, that was nothing. But dumb, dumb play though by, De- by Durant. Sort of unnecessarily aggressive. And anytime you sort of pop a guy in the jaw face area like that and Kelly Olenek went back, it's kind of hard to not give him a flagrant two. 
So uh, he gets loser of the weekend for being, you know, one ejection and uh, should have probably been ejected that second time. Again, it's it's a little bit harsh to get a straight ejection for chucking the ball in there like that. But the but the, that's the rule because Julius Randle got fined for for throwing the ball into the crowd after celebrating a win because it's it you know I mean if you're not expecting it. A ball coming into the crowd. It can be dangerous. So they don't want, they don't want players. Come on. No, I mean, you know what it's like. If you're not there, we saw it. It happened in Charlotte again on the weekend where someone courtside basically got doinked in the head. And it was the, the old Gerald the, Henderson uh, play. Somebody yes. thrilled exactly. all at your Wi-Fi. But Durant, uh, yeah, I know, I know. It's, every time I talk, it starts like going crazy here. Anyway, uh, Kevin Durant... Um, you know, like it was a it was a chuck as well. Like if he was aiming for the backboard, Kevin Durant's one of the most beautiful shooters I've ever seen. He missed the backboard by a <laughs> mile. Uh, so anyway, Kevin Durant loser. The Nets had a couple of wins, but uh, Kevin Durant maybe just that angry old man with that that screen. It's like I'm 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 just going to fight through this screen of Kelly Olynyk. Pop him and see if I get away with it. He didn't. I think he deserved to be ejected for that. Okay, well that's the question, Tass. You saw that one, the Kelly Olynyk one. Did he deserve ejection for that? Going high there with the forearm shiver to the, the 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 big old head of Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, because it, it wasn't just running through a screen. He saw Kelly's face and he went for it. He went. He, he, he truly did. And I wonder how many players around the league saw that and thought, "Man, I would love to do that to Kelly Olynyk." <laughs> uh, because uh, uh, you know the, the the Canadian boy gets under people's skin. He made the all irritant team that we talked about mm. last week. He is uh, he is. He is on there, and yeah, as John points out in the stream team, Kelly Olenek, the new Bill Lambeer. Well, well yeah, I mean, he's not uh, one billionth as rough as Bill Lambeer no. was. It's a different game. It's a different game. But yeah, Kevin Durant knew what he was doing. It's, I don't want to toss guys. Uh, you know, I, I would like, you know, we're trying to go back to a little bit more physicality in the game as the rule changes have allowed, as the refs have allowed here. But no dinging in the face. That's a seven-footer, too. It's not like at Kelly Ol- with Kelly Olenek specifically I'm talking about. So it's not like he was, you know, anywhere close. Like, you got to reach. Even though Kevin Durant's tall, you got to really reach for a guy's <laughs> oh, okay. face. Uh, so you're saying, saying if that was like uh, Ish Smith or something, yeah. you could understand why, uh, yeah. For him shiver to the yeah, Ish. Okay. That'd yeah. be fine. All right. um, but that's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that, uh, yeah, KD got mad. But I think he was, yeah, he was doing what a lot of NBA players would want to do. Uh, essentially <laughs> okay uh and what about the throwing the ball tray into the crowd are, are you with lee that oh, it's, it's, so, dangerous. it's so dangerous <laughs> <laughs> it's so dangerous if you're not paying attention uh come on it's a travesty no come on the 90s are back everybody is loving basketball this season uh more contact inside the eastern conference titans of the 90s are actually playing well to start the season and this is just more of the 90s to me we're getting players angry they're mixing it up on the court yeah, Kevin Durant probably should have been tossed for throwing the ball into the stands, but it's also cool when you throw the ball into the stands, so I had no problem with that. And like Tass is saying, lots of guys want to hit Kelly Olynyk in the face. This should have been zero calls on either of these <laughs> if we're really going back to the 90s. Wow. All right. Also, the Nets won both of their games, and Kevin Durant uh, shot over 70% from the field in yeah. both of these games. He's yeah. pretty good, and he's, uh, you know... Just being a little bit of a temper boy. Yeah, I love to see it from one temper boy to another. Uh, keep it up, KD. Gives us content to talk about there. Lee giving you a loser of the weekend. All right, let's hear from you guys. Who did we miss? Let us know here on the stream team in the YouTube comments and tweet at us at No Dunk Sync. We got to take one more break, but we got tweet of the night, pick them, and all that. 
Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for those warm summer days. Pool season's coming soon, so I've been hitting the weights with Peloton and my guy Adrian Williams, trying to get my muscle on in order to expand my cannonball splash radius. Peloton's varying class lengths were designed with your training plan in mind. It's easy to personalize your workout. Whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals. There are a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, or marathon training, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you already excel in. And their expert coaches and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. Shout out to Adriana Aditi, Andy, and Emma. I love you all so much. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You said the baseball game down at the park. I ran into uh, Art and Eisner. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, Eisner, a big uh, Houston Astros fan. He was he was rocking oh, the jersey. Yeah. I asked him. I mean, I've been people. He's been there Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday night. He went to all three games. Um, and I was like, people giving you a hard time, like, you know, <laughs> pushing you and <laughs> yelling at you. He said, people are pretty good. He said 99% of people have been uh, pretty friendly, though there was always one person each night that, like, went over, like, crossed the line. Like, some guy, like, apparently, like, hit him in the head. And this was the game the Braves were winning, so they were doing well. Yeah, weird, so. Anyway. They say hi, guys. Mm. Shout out to Art and Eisner. Art wants to start hooping again, Trey. Oh, he's just Same. Yeah, I know. Same, man. Know. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've actually uh, seen some Art Hamilton uh, <laughs> Instagram stories lately <laughs> nice. that make me want to get out there, too, you know? Okay. Uh, all right. Let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm. Tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. Eh, tweet of the Night? Nah, not really. A lot of these are uh, Instagram photos. I just wanted to go through some of the uh, incredible NBA Halloween costumes that were making their way around these social media channels. There was a lot, but I just picked, I don't know, five of my favorites. LeBron, the king, staying calm, 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 <laughs> as uh, Freddy Krueger there. Mm, nice. Pretty good, yeah. Look at that makeup. Wow. How much did that cost, LeBron? Looking good, though. Uh, <laughs> Russ Westbrook. What is Chucky? Yeah. Very, very good. Cat with his um, girlfriend, I believe, Jordan Woods. Going as the Wolfman, Minnesota Timberwolf. Sort of like that. Smart. Yeah, I saw a video of Carl Anthony Towns, like, putting gas into his car while in his Halloween costume. That was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, hold on, hold on. He's not the Wolfman. He's well, I mean, the, the big bad wolf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, that's not the wolf man. Well, he's a wolf man. He's a man. <laughs> he's a wolf uh, man. I don't know how I feel about this. I want to get your take on this, Lee. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton dressing up as the Grinch on Halloween. 
Yeah. I don't know how I feel about this. Like, an incredible costume. But what do you think? Is it... You okay with it, Lee? No. No, it's far too early for anything Christmassy. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, great costume, but... Not great timing. So, <laughs> and honestly, I had no idea that was Ty- uh, Tyrese Halliburton I when I looked at him. He was like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "Who is that dude?" Yeah. Uh, the other dudes you can kind of figure out, but wow, really good job with the costume. Just timing's not great for mine. Okay. Wait, so, so you're saying you don't want to see characters from other holidays represented at <laughs> yeah, Halloween? Yes. So like, I, no, no Cupid, no, no Easter Bunny, uh, Uncle Sam. Yep. Yeah. No, Captain Canada. No Santa Claus. Yeah, I really don't like... Santa Claus? Come on, that'd be hilarious. I, 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 yeah, I don't like Santa any time before December at all. Even early December is a push. So October, no thanks. Not okay. for me. All right. Uh, and final one. I think we got one more here. This is incredible. So... Mm. Do you know who that is, Lee, in the back? Uh, I did see it, but I can't remember now. Um, it's not Bobart. No, it's... No, um, no. Uh, who is it? Who is it? I did see it. That's uh, Robin Lopez. That's right. Yeah. yeah. He always puts on a great costume. Yeah. Well, I think his, I don't know if it's his wife or his girlfriend here, but uh, steals the show. Like th- that, that's yep. a woman first off. Yeah. This is the penguin there. That yeah. is just an amazing costume. Uh, so they knocked this one out of the park, Tess. Mm-hmm. I, th- I thought, I, th- I don't know her no. name. <laughs> yeah. Very well done. Um, that's perfect. I mean, it's it is incredible. Uh, Robin Lopez obviously has the uh, the facial mannerisms to pull <laughs> off a of Batman. He's pulling it off right there. Who did Boban go as? Sorry to bring up Boban, but it was it was funny. It was not a great costume. <laughs> it was flicking his hair around. He had long hair. Oh, uh, was he was he Slash maybe or uh, he was uh, Axel Rose? So. He was yeah, Axel Rose. Rose. Yeah, he shows yeah. up to, and it was right before the game. He shows up to the game with an Axel Rose costume. Oh. Um, yeah, was mine Ty- better? Timely. I did. I did Axel Rose with Nora. Yeah, and yours Slash was definitely better. A long time ago. Yeah, yours was uh, definitely better. One. His was, it was, his was just he put on a wig. He put right. on. He did a little work, but yeah, in comparison to these, where these. These players seem like they went to a party and had a good time. Boban just uh, didn't really give AF at all. Lee, did you dress up this No, weekend? not this year, no. Nah. Oh, wow. Nah. You and Kyle Corver, eh? Yeah, nah, we were just a couple of dads in the park. <laughs> that was it. Can you dress up as just a dad? Because that's what I was doing yesterday. <laughs> sure, you put on your dad bod and you go to the park. Yes, yes. Yeah. Right. Been working yeah, on I that one a, for a while. <laughs> I got a friend who went as a dad. He put like a fanny pack on, wore a pair of white New Balances and was just brainstorming <laughs> stories about like having to have people explain cryptocurrencies and stuff to him. <laughs> I found out uh, yesterday that a cowboy hat is absolutely necessary for a rancher's costume because... Laura put on like a, a farmery sort of yeah. look. She had a gigantic hat. She looked very farmery. So I wore all denim. I wore my boots, wore my belt buckle, put on a flannel, but I don't have a cowboy hat. So I just wore like a trucker hat and nobody said shit. I didn't know. I saw you yesterday. Exactly. Oh yeah. Everybody no thought I was just a guy. Everybody's like, oh, that's just Trey. He just, he just showed up as normal. So I was trying to be like a... You know, Skeets, I've been watching Yellowstone. I've been trying yeah, I was trying to be a Kevin Costner kind of rancher out there, yeah. but literally just looked like I was just showing up in clothes. <laughs> I was just just a, a Halloween dad. I know? didn't know so you were you a costume at all. But yeah. I mean this is like this is your like you wear some some unique things a lot of the times too. This is like a problem for you with Halloween because it's like, oh that's just a <laughs> yeah, normal exactly. tray. Uh, yeah. Okay, great. 
And, yeah, and Tass, so I got to find a cowboy hat. Okay. Well, we'll get Graydon's off him for yep. you. Uh, Tass, did you dress up at all? I did, for sure. When it, as uh, Bones Highland. I was a skeleton. Oh, <laughs> nice. The fam, the fam foursome were all skeletons. Super cute. Did you, uh, Lee, was there a, like, what was the best costume you saw yesterday? Kids or adults walking uh, around? That's hard to say, to be honest. I, oh, okay. uh, yeah. Do I you mean, hate Halloween, Lee? No, I don't hate it, but oh. I'm, you know, I'm not like the, do. I just don't get in, you know, I'm not going dressing up and stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> let the kids go crazy, going out uh, trick or treat. It was funny because our nine-year-old, we were at this little gathering first. And, uh, and, and there was a lot of people there. My wife texted me and said, texted me and said, oh, Sebastian is desperate to leave. And I'm like, I'm like, why? And he was worried that if he didn't get out trick or treating early, the houses would run, run out of candy. candy. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like legit freaked out. And he kept saying to me, he goes, it was good that we got out early so that we didn't run out of any candy. <laughs> I thought it was like, you know, like, I don't know, we had a fight with someone or something like that. <laughs> He's just like, we're wasting valuable time here, people. Let's go. Let's go. So... Yeah. All right. So he got got a big hole though. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, and I, yeah, and you know, I had to be like uh, Scrooge, I guess it was. I say, kids, I don't, I don't want you eating too much candy and then trying to go to bed because they just go crazy. <laughs> yeah, they do. That's the Grinch. Yeah. So I had to make a little deal. I said, all right, you can have a couple tonight, and then we'll spread it out through the week. You can have a couple each night because, uh, you know, they they kids lose their mind when they have uh, that that sugar rush, and um, you know, I want to avoid that. Okay. <laughs> Why? Uh, <laughs> Once a year. That's the point. Yeah, man. but it, 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 like if they were, I mean, you don't want them eating candy at nine o'clock in the morning either. But if they eat candy at like seven thirty at night, they're just freaks for the next like four hours. I mean, just complete freaks. That's exactly like, right. I didn't, be- I didn't believe all that stuff until I had kids, where it's like you know, kids go crazy. Now when you see them like a birthday party and they have the cake, and then all of a sudden they're just like, woo, they're going crazy. So you know. But uh, I, I, I did pre-sort of negotiate that with the kids. I said, listen, you'll have some tonight, but you know what's better? Uncooked just- carrots. <laughs> yes, yes. We had lots of broccoli last night for dinner. But no, I was like, don't, don't just gorge on it all tonight. Don't you want to have some more on Wednesday and Thursday of the week? Spread it out. Enjoy the fun. And so we reached some sort of a shaky negotiation because I think they were working mum behind the scenes to get a little bit of extra so <laughs> alright let's get to pick results from uh, Friday night uh, brought to you by Bet MGM it was the Hornets heat game I swerved I sort of had to I took the Hornets they got hammered by Miami you guys got the victory I lost again I owe three pick em payoffs I'm well aware I'm gonna do one this week Got it locked in. That's all I'm going to say. It'll probably be a little video that I'll have to share either on Thursday or Friday. But uh, I'm paying off one, which I think Good is going to be you. a little painful. And again, I don't want to spoil it. Um, I'll get that out of the way. And then, of course, I'll uh, start paying off these other ones, too. I still think, um, you know, mustache is still in play here. I, I think that would be a fun one. Got all of November to figure out like a week or a day or whenever the heck I do it. So we'll probably do something with that. Get the creepy mustache going for everybody. But tonight's game, Tass, there's a lot of games on for a Monday night. I don't know what the hell's going on here. It's usually not this many. There's like nine games, I think. So where are we going? It's a heavy night. Yeah, um, yeah the Bulls are visiting the Celtics. That should, uh, or not, maybe they're not visiting. Are they at home? I think it's a home game. Yeah, they'll take care of business there. I thought maybe this is an Eastern Conference rivalry we could jump on. But now nah, let's go to the West. The Bulls will take care of them. Denver at Memphis. 
an interesting game. Memphis is at home, favored by only one and a half, so essentially a pick'em game. Mm. The three of us, Skeets, Lee, and myself, we're taking the Grizzlies slash the bear emoji, as if you're watching on yep. YouTube. Uh, why are you taking Denver, Trey? Uh, I'm a big Jokic fan, and that guy has been dominant. Last year, he went for 33 a game against the Grizzlies, and also 33 a game against the New Orleans Pelicans, who had Steven Adams at the time. Mm. So I'm expecting a big game uh, from Jokic once again, and just to clarify, Bulls are Boston. Bulls are in Boston tonight. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that should be an easy one. Yeah, I, you, thanks for doing the homework because I didn't. I thought, yeah, going up against Steven Adams, eh, maybe Stevie will hold him off a little bit. But uh, the three of us, yeah, we just have faith in this Grizzlies team that's playing extremely well. But so are the Nuggets. Western Conference, whoa, at a Freddy Krueger bloodbath it is out there. Uh, one thing I wanted to slip in here, though I think we'll do a deep dive on tomorrow's show because it came out right before we jumped on. The city jerseys mm. are here. Here's a quick look at all of them on one slick graphic by way of Twitter. Um, so, yeah, I think we could do some, uh, you know, our favorites, least favorites uh, on tomorrow's show. But first impressions, Lee, if you want to tease us, what do you think? I like most of them by the okay. looks of it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now, we've, we've seen some of these leaked, of course, yes. before and stuff yes. like that. But. Yes. Okay. Uh, but overall, uh, the only, there's only one weird one. I won't give it away for me today i'll save it for tomorrow it's the only one that sort of looks a little bit off (laughs) which one does lee think is a little bit off find out it's close but it's not quite what i was expecting but anyway oh yeah okay some nice stuff out there though eastern conference or western conference lee uh western conference oh wow wow Mm. i thought you were thinking east Mm. okay all right well tomorrow we'll do uh maybe we'll get lee's i don't know top five and Sure. The ones he hates or something like that. We'll do, we'll, we'll do a little uh, deeper dive on those city jerseys that are now, I guess, out. But that's it for today. Thank you so much. Let's hear your winners and losers of the NBA weekend. Drop them in the comments below the vid. Like the vid. Subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube if you haven't already. Leave us a rating and review on uh, on Apple Podcasts. Five Star Friday? Back Tough. at the end of the week? It's a new month, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Happy November to everybody out there. Get your five-star reviews in on Apple Podcasts. We'll read the five best this Friday. Make them good. All right. There you go. Uh, Subscribe to The Athletic if you haven't done that. Go to theathletic.com slash no dunks. Get a good deal for some amazing content there from all uh, the cast of NBA writers and other sports. I always forget there's other sports sometimes. You know, (laughs) then you go to a baseball game. You're like, whoa. Wow. Baseball. Yeah, cool. (laughs) Maybe got a Chris Martin here. Cool. Chris Martin and Will Smith, top of the pops. There's two Will Smiths. <laughs> there's Will Smiths everywhere. There's probably a Will Smith in the NFL. I guarantee there is. You think there's a Will Smith watching right now in the stream team? Let us yeah, know. There's, a, there's a Will Smith in any community. <laughs> I, I believe that. Too. A Will Smith? Is that his job? What does he do? The Will <laughs> and the Smith wills. are blinded. He makes wills, huh? Okay. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Subscribe. Leave those ratings and reviews and get yourself an athletic subscription. We'll be back tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern. We are going to be doing a Top Shot Hot Boys at some point this week. And Lee's coming on. Because we're going to do like a weird like sort of spin on pop and packs, but with top shot moments. Mm. Yeah. You're going to have to be blindfold, uh, Lee. Are you okay with that? It would be like a costume. Sure. I know you hate Halloween. Okay. <laughs> you know, I was, thinking, I was thinking about it, actually. You asked me what my costume was yesterday. I really technically had a costume. I was like an athletic Formula One driver because I was wearing like my Everlane pants. I had my Allbirds shoes on. 
Uh, <laughs> I was trying to think of something else I had that we've been sponsored. So I was just basically walking around like, you know, like an F1 driver. Like, this is all my sponsored stuff. It's great. <laughs> Carrying around a Sonos Beam on your <laughs> yeah, shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. All we right. thought Lee said he went as a dad, but he went as an ad. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. All right. We'll be back tomorrow, guys. Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, Scotty Barnes for Rookie of the Year. If you want to hear more about that, tune into our other podcast. It's called No Talk About the Other 2019. It's <laughs> Rapscast. Great stay, people. You could stay.